Good morning. Welcome to morning prayers. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Forgive me, guys. Uh, please join me in a reading in your Appleton Psalms for this morning, and stand if you're able. Um, of hymn number or Psalm number forty-eight, found on page twenty-four in your Black Appleton. The Lord is great and much acclaimed in the city of our God, His holy mountain. Through its citadels, God has made himself known as a haven. At the mere sight of it, they were stunned, they were terrified, they panicked. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the towns of Judah exult because of your judgments. Walk around Zion, serve it, count its towers. Take note of its ramparts, go through its citadels, that you may recount it to a future age.
Good morning. <laughs> and thank you so much for choosing to share this morning with me. I would also like to thank Alana Sullivan and Mem Church for allowing me to speak here today. And I would also like to thank Ed, Ed Jones, <laughs> our wonderful organist and conductor. I, like many others here, devote a lot of time to work. Hours of reading or scrambling to finish problem sets. And then there are extracurriculars, which can take up even more time than academics. I end each week absolutely exhausted, forgetting the satisfaction I once had in learning or writing or community service or music. I feel burnt out. And then I'm reminded that I'm in an environment teeming with fascinating people and incredible educational opportunities. I feel so ungrateful to feel unsatisfied. Why was this happening to me? So to rather selfishly answer myself, I would like to begin with this past January when the Harvard University Choir had the special opportunity to go on tour to Reykjavik, Iceland, thanks to the generosity of the Harvard Men Church. There, we collaborated with the Hamralid Youth Choir, a very renowned and talented voice ensemble whose members generously hosted us for the week. I can still remember the first night all 130 of us got together in the school's gymnasium, exchanging conversation and beautiful music. Finally, our choir went up on stage to perform Her Hina Smidur, a hymn set to the oldest surviving poem in Iceland. We had prepared the hymn here in Cambridge, or at least tried to. Learning the Icelandic words was difficult and humbling. I felt vulnerable, to say the least, performing this hymn to the most famous youth choir in Iceland. After we, after we sang, for Gethur Ingolfdottir, the conductor who had led the youth choir for 50 years, asked us if we had studied each word in its translation carefully. And you know when you ask someone whether they did something and the reason you ask is because you know they didn't? That's how I felt. <laughs> I had glanced at the translation once or twice, um, but her words pushed me to really study each line. I learned from my host, Solvi, that the lyrics to the hymn had been written during a time of war in Iceland as family clans violently tried to claim power. The poet, Kolbein Tumason, had been called to arms, a command that meant sure death. He wrote the poem to show God gratitude in a turbulent time to reiterate his faith in God, and to ask for God to watch over him. You can follow me on the back of your order of worship as I read what he says in English. Hear, Smith of Heavens, the poet seeketh, and thy still, small voice mayest thou show grace. As I call on thee, thou my creator, I am thy servant, thou art my true Lord. God, I call on thee, for thee to heal me, Bid me, Prince of Peace, thou my supreme need. Ever I need thee, generous and great, or all human woe, city of thy heart. Guard me, my Savior, ever I need thee, through every moment in this world so wide. Virgin-born, send me noble motives now, and aid cometh from thee to my deepest heart. And this really struck me, especially since I'm in a choir. Through the Harvard University Choir, for instance, I'm able to sing marvelous and intricate works by Bach, Handel, Chris de Blasio, and by our very own resident composer, Carson Kuhlman. 
But I realized that I often focus more on the skills, the notes and the diction, more than on the song's original purpose, which is to worship. In a broader sense, our trip to Iceland reminded me to be more mindful of my actions, to go back to their original purpose and meaning. So back to my dilemma with burnout and satisfaction, or in dissatisfaction, taking a cue from Borgefjord Ingolfdottir, the conductor of the Hamrilid Youth Choir, instead of blindly following my schedule, I needed to infuse the meaning back into what had become hollow emotions. I needed to stop and take a step back and ask myself, what is the original meaning behind what I'm doing? Especially when it's 2 a.m. and I'm still on question two of my chemistry homework. Or when I'm spending my fifth hour in lab repeating an experiment that just keeps failing. Or when our beloved conductor is pounding Palestrina over and over again in rehearsal. Simply going over the motions for the sake of going over the motions can only do so much to motivate. There needs to be an answer to the question, why? Even the poet in the hymn asks for the answer to the question. He says, virgin born, send me noble motives now. Aid cometh from thee to my deepest heart. I hope all of you will stop once in a while to ask yourself, why am I doing this? Especially when the answer doesn't seem immediately clear. Thank you. Please join me in saying the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, right in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And now please stand as you are able and join us in the singing of our hymn, Eternal, Love, Eternal Lord of Love, Behold Your Church, Hymn number 142.
of God rest, rule, and abide in each of our lives as we leave this place until we meet again. Amen. Amen. Amen.